Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, our weekly show about how technology is changing the creative industries. Today on the program, how AI and data can power beauty brands. We are revisiting our latest beauty innovation talks recorded in front of a live audience at SIF, the Copenhagen International Fashion Fairs, earlier this year. In this talk, we'll hear from Tina Dupont, product director of AI Robotics at NTT Data, Adam Engelhardt, CIO at Certify Institute, and Daniel Watson, Senior Director of Business Development, Revive. In this conversation, we'll talk about the latest trends in generative AI, using data to strengthen the customer journey, how brands can leverage new technologies like AI, AR, and virtual try-ons for consumer-centric personalization, and the importance of an omni-channel approach. My name is Conrad Olsson, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of Scandinavian Mind. All right, let's get into it. I had a great time doing another Beauty Innovation Talks this time in Copenhagen. It was actually the third time collaborating with SIF, uh, the Copenhagen International Fashion Fairs, who are also making a big move into beauty with several beauty brands present in the exhibition. So what we did here was we did kind of a different type of event. They didn't have a regular talks stage this time, which we kind of missed. But it was also great doing a kind of a VIP session in one of the conference rooms made for a much more intimate and I would say much more focused event. Even though we did have some cocktails on the show floor afterwards. I'd like to thank uh, our great partners of Revive, the Finnish beauty tech brand, who once again partnered with us for Beauty Innovation Talks. As per usual, we kick off the event with a trend forecast report by my dear colleague, Johan Magnusson, senior editor and our resident beauty expert. Here now, Johan Magnusson at Beauty Innovation Talks. Enjoy. Uh, I'm not a data expert. We will have a panel about data afterwards. Um, but uh, uh, I will also uh, mention some, some data. And uh, AI will uh, transform the beauty industry, has transformed, will transform in many, many ways. Uh, here's Trevor, the founder of S Skincare, South African brand. And he's now a pioneer in personalization. And uh, what he will launch this year, actually, is uh, a they've started um, a project, a pilot in South Africa, and they will uh, be able to launch um, uh, personalized uh, skincare routines. And the problem has been to scale. Uh, but AI will influence the beauty industry th and uh, will also have already implemented hyper-personalization. So that is a word. Uh, personalization for me is a buzzword. I love buzzwords. I will say buzzword many times here. Uh, and uh, personalization is a major buzzword. And the next level is hyper personalization. And that's thanks to AI, because uh, what had what uh, before took uh, had to demand the manpower can now be used by AI. And um, yeah, a colleague at Revive, uh, Vitalia, she summarizes it quite well. AI can play a significant role in daily operations for a beauty venture, making it more efficient, uh, customer-centric, and competitive. 
So it will influence all aspects of the beauty industry, uh, especially consumer behavior, uh, especially how you handle data. Uh, it has already influenced how you source ingredients and such. More to come, so to say. Yeah, and then we have uh, generative AI. Uh, and uh, LLMs like ChatGPT is a great example of generative AI. I know you uh, follow it quite extensively. <laughs> and uh, last, uh, like about a year ago, we had this headline. Yeah, generative AI will make over the beauty industry by WWD. <coughs> so L'Oreal is of course the biggest beauty brand in the world. And uh, they were invited to CES in Las Vegas uh, this January, a few weeks ago. It's a big tech uh, show. Sorry, yeah, exactly. The big Consumer show. tech show. Exactly. And it was the first time that they had an uh, opening keynote. They were the first beauty brand to be invited. And uh, like last year, L'Oreal was very present uh, there, and they launched beauty tech innovations. And now the next level of beauty tech is AI, because they launched their own chatbot. So the CEO, Nicola, hello, Nicola, what's up? And uh, he, he got provided a personalized beauty routine thanks to their own uh, yeah, chat GPT bot. More to come on this as well, chatbots. It will also influence uh, uh, beauty marketing and how you create campaigns, 67%. Uh, and this, the number says, in a recent sur survey of uh, marketing managers, 67% of respondents said they are exploring gener generative AI for personalization, according to Boston Consulting Group. Thank you, Yuan. All right, that was Yuan Magnusson with his insights from doing the Beauty Innovation Newsletter here at Scandinavian Mind. So let's get into the panel. So what we wanted to do here is really create a conversation around how the use of data and use of AI can help beauty brands at large and how they can help them in their consumer journey. I was really happy about this panel. Uh, at, at one point, I actually stopped moderating and just listened to Tina, Adam, and Daniel talk with each other, which is, I think, the best type of panel. So let's just get into it. Here now, my conversation with Tina Dupont, Product Director, AI and Robotics at NTT Data, Adam Engelhardt, CIO of Certify AI Institute, and Daniel Watson, Senior Director, Business Development at Revive. Enjoy. Um, what I do want to for us to, to consider in this is talk is how will this uh, you know actually change the customer journey and what can brands and retailers actually do? So let's try to aim for that at the end of the session. Give some kind of practical hands-on tips. Um, but maybe just start with some definitions. Uh, Autumn, you, you work at Certify AI Institute. Uh, since you're coming from the Institute, I thought you could help, <laughs> help define what AI means for you right uh, now. For me, or uh, yeah, I mean, basically AI is, a, is a, it's an old thing and it's a new thing, right? Uh, but basically, if we have to break it down to simple kind of linguistics, uh, and that's what we do in Certified AI, we try to kind of like level so everybody can be on board on, on the AI talk because 
geeks like us, we will very fast go go high on on you know uh, cloud uh, technology and whatever you have. But but basically, if we have to define AI, it's more of a well-established, well-trained uh, technology that recognizes patterns. It's basically patterns, not like fabric patterns, but uh, it's the same thing because patterns are everywhere in our language, in our photographs, in our uh, sounds, in our environments, in our fashion as well, and also in our customer journeys. So basically everything follows kind of more or less like a pattern. And that's what LLMs are as well as, as Johan also said. LLMs means large language models and they certify, like they, they certify, they evolve around the language, which is like a language pattern. So basically, if I say a sentence like, uh, this is not a dog, it's a, you know, eight yeah. out of 10 of you guys will go cat. Mm. Um, and that's because your brain is designed to anticipate what comes next. And it's the same what AI does. It kind of anticipates my question and it goes, oh, so what you meant was this. And it has been trained in getting it right almost every time now. And just three years ago, it didn't. And technically, something has happened in the industry. And it's a, it's, it's a what's it called, an exponential development. That's why we're seeing it now, like really mature. It's, it's, it looks like it's very mature. But the thing is, it just, it went from being not as good to being really good. And the next step we're going to see is that it's being way out of our perceptional league. It's going to be crazy. Uh, and, and that's where we're in the middle of right now. And that's also why whatever questions you ask us about AI, everything is qualified guesstimates. We have no idea what comes tomorrow because things are moving really fast. But what we can share here is how that pattern recognition capability can design your m models and your business models and the way that you interact with your customers. I want to get back to uh, certified AI and how you work later, yeah. but bringing uh, Tina here in the discussion, um, uh, perhaps uh, just describe NTT and, and the role you have there to begin with and the, the kind of the work that you do. Yeah, uh, it's not a company many people in Denmark know, but we are actually 350,000 on a global scale. Uh, working, uh, We have a huge division working only with innovations and technology. And in that di division, I, um, I am um, I am the head of a software platform which uh, gives birth to digital humans. So if any, any of you have uh, encountered uh, digital influencers, for example, they are becoming very popular in, uh, in the eastern part of the world. In China, they are very big and they actually convert four times as much as a normal human influencer. So it's, uh, it's quite a heavy uh, economy. So that's what we do. We produce uh, digital uh, humans for uh, all sorts of, of branches and different lines of business. Uh, also for L'Oreal that, uh, that you just uh, talked about. So that's next level for them. They yeah, did the chatbot, so we uh, have produced a human being for them as well. So that was for L'Oreal in the Americas. You have the yeah. case study there. Yeah, so exactly. Um, Wonderful. I want to get back to that, <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's bring in Danielle here. And, and mm -hmm. uh, Danielle, maybe you could describe Revive for anyone who's not aware of what you're doing. How would you what, you? what would you say then? Well, first of all, there's two geeks and me, so I'm not the geek. <laughs> <laughs> Put that correction. All right, sorry, yeah. um, we like yeah. to be geeks. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Revive um, was developed with the consumer um, and the business owner in mind. So we've basically developed a digital beauty platform that's to help drive consumer engagement, acquisition and retention. 
but it's also to, also to stop the consumer feeling overwhelmed and I am a passionate fashion and beauty consumer so I can sit on both sides of the coin so um, very happy to be here today. Mm. Wonderful mm -hmm. um, and talk a little bit more because what you guys are doing a very practical hands-on application of, of a new technology and we're going to get into how you work with data but describe the product <laughs> a little bit more yeah so we basically um, have uh, we work across the beauty industry so there are others like us like you mentioned L'Oreal have their own product um, we're 100% dedicated to the beauty industry so we provide our digital platform across uh, skincare makeup and hair care and we provide an expert advisor solution uh, a vi virtual trial solution and then we also have our latest innovation which is called a coach solution so that's to act as a digital digital companion um, that would basically help guide and advise the consumer but then it would also help you set goals how can you achieve the goals monitor the goals throughout the process see the end result and this is what can be linked to uh, brand and retailers loyalty programs for example so our whole purpose is to basically help you know drive revenue at the end of the day for businesses but we also help all the way down the value chain so our technology can basically help brands and retailers decide on assortments they can predict uh, future trends look at consumer behavior think about marketing strategies seasonal strategies that are going to come up even as far down the line as what are we going to manufacture so quite interesting and I love what I do, by the way. <laughs> Good to hear. Uh, you know, many, many people think of Ariviva as kind of an AR company. What's your yes. relationship with that term AR and, and how do you uh, apply it? Yes, yeah, so obviously you've got AI and AR and our solution is AI and AR. So basically it's a short quiz to establish the demographic of someone. Uh, we then have a built-in skin care, um, skin advisor analyzer, which analyzes the face in three seconds. And then our powerful product recommendation engine will suggest the, most, the products most suited to you, be it skin care, be it hair care, or even the makeup that complements your skin tone, your eye color, and your hair color. Right. And we should say AR is uh, then stands for augmented reality. reality for, yes. uh, and and uh, yeah, many people have heard that term. Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, let's uh, okay. Let's zoom out a little bit uh, and see uh, some kind of macro changes. Uh, Autumn, I would like you to describe. I mean, you uh, perhaps first describe what the institute does because I didn't let you do that. But and also, if you have any kind of macro view on, on specifically the beauty industry, what, what some of the things you are seeing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, the, the institute has been founded because we saw a need in a market where things are going so fast and companies are trying to keep up and institutions as well, schools are panicking in the educational space. Uh, so we saw this gap and quickly realized that we, we needed to gather people around uh, and have like a level discussion, democratized level discussion about you know, not only what AI is, but what it does and what, what our role is in it, uh, both as professionals but also as private people. So that's where the institute uh, thought of mine came up. And right now we have instructors working in so the thing is, we're hiring various different kinds of instructors to educate and teach in AI. And one of the foundations is that they're not supposed to be just AI geeks. They're cognitive psychologists. They're teachers. They're journalists. They're whatever it is. So they can bring in the, the realistic kind of angle to society and also fashion. Uh, actually, we, we need a fashion instructor. Mm -hmm. um, 
so we need someone to, to give that perspective and, and to gather people around. So we also made a Facebook group, and it quickly became uh, Denmark's largest Facebook group with now 7,000 people every day discussing AI and sharing articles and, and sharing about you know, worries and hopes and whatever it is. And one of the biggest challenges for me as a CIO is uh, including like hiring instructors and building great products is also to try and moderate this space so we also get that temperature out there. So getting that you know, s real time vibe, not just last year mm -hmm. or last quarter, because that's too late now. We need to, we need to edit live. Uh, so asking those great questions is what the Institute does. We make a big deal out of creating debates. We make a big deal out of, of, of re reworking the newest trends into low licks numbers, and I'm not saying being like a, <laughs> you know, a, a smart ass. Uh, I'm saying it because it's, it's so important for everybody to get that aha moment. Even like a second grade school teacher, he's standing in front of uh, you know, kids age eight, and everybody's on GPT. Right, everybody does that. They literally have three apps at least on their phones that is AI powered now. And they're gonna use it, and they're gonna use it for school, for creative challenges. You know, last uh, week I attended a workshop with a bunch of um, school teachers, leaders, and then I showed them a picture of something called a brokuwala. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a trend now, brokuwala. And it's because a, a, a guy, uh, called uh, Nemi, he, uh, a, a very inspiring new uh, AI artist. He made a, a truly magical mix between a broccoli and a koala bear. Uh, and you should, you should look it up. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I wanted to show them that is because what is creativity now? Is it something he painted himself? No. Is it something whatever? Nobody used AI. And the thing is, if the school teacher doesn't have that empowerment of what, where, did, where was it made? Is it okay to do it in a classroom? Uh, you know, what went before this? Did you have the reflections? Then you're losing your uh, authenticity as a teacher uh, and your authorization, as, at least. So that's what we do, and we do it uh, across different industries to empower people. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the beauty industry, it's, it's just as important as the beauty industry as every other industry. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a lot of products, you have a lot of customers, you have a lot of passion between your customers and your products. Uh, AI is, 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 um, is just another way of interacting uh, between them. You know, six, seven years ago, everybody talked about mass automation and mass emails or, uh, you know, individualiz individualization. This is actually truly now the moment where you are able to do it uh, because that technology uh, that you used six, seven years ago, it, it's actually used into AI. It's just someone made, made it neural made it actually go and simulate some parts of the brain, neocortex, and then go, here we go. You don't need automation and big automation systems. Now you can back, uh, basically enter all your data and give it a purpose. And then it'll start mm. working with you. So that's basically what AI is for you guys. Start using your data differently. And that's, then you'll see a lot of magic happens. The question is, how are you positioned to utilize it? That's the real question. Are you actually able to utilize it? And that's what the wine is for, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can explore that a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. uh, 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 Tina, you, we spoke before, and you also talked about that interaction between the, the company and the brand and the consumer. Uh, how do you see that interaction changing? And perhaps ex exemplify with your tools. Yeah, I, I see that instead of, for example, going into a debt website, 
uh, you will now be met, for example, by uh, virtual assistants that can actually help you, empowered by AI and mm. large language models. And if, if you also then give it uh, <coughs> the, um, the accept of getting to know you, mm. then it will become even more personalized because then it knows your different data from other platforms, from other ecosystems, uh, like you talked about, uh, that, that it's able to actually take a look at you and mm. so you will get you will get a more personalized uh, experience than, for example, today I go into a website and then I have to scroll down and I have to click a lot myself. There I can simply just use my voice to talk to a digital person. Right. And then uh, the large language model uh, will sort of like filter the website content for me as mm. a consumer and do the product <coughs> recommendations that I need. So it's a way more frictionless and nice experience for me as consumer, but for companies it's all also better because it, they have a chance to actually um, create a more um, sincere connection because that's what we do when we talk to uh, people with faces, then we tend to connect because we have so many mirror neurons in our brains. So if I smile at you, now you're smiling back. You can't even <laughs> help it. It's in your brain. Yeah, so, so that's what you get when you actually start to have an open showroom on your web page, for example. Mm. Uh, then you start to connect with your uh, consumers in a totally different level. And for example, for the L'Oreal case uh, that we did, they were talking about they have different sort of brands for different age groups of women. Mm. And they wanted us to design different avatars for the different uh, brands. So for example, for the young brand, they wanted sort of like a big sister, the one that you really look up to and she will give you makeup advices. And for the more mature women, we want sort of like a good girlfriend that have tried these products and have a nice experience with making makeup that don't, doesn't make us feel more old than we already are mm. <laughs> and all of that <laughs> stuff. So it's also about connecting in sort of like um, where you are in life way more than just recommending a product. But so you're saying that even using a digital replica of a human or a digital presentation of a human, an avatar, it, it, it kind of, uh, it eludes the same connection as a, as a human. You can, you can kind of get the same reaction in the, yeah. in the receive, on the receiving end. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can cheat the human mind, yeah, so yeah. to speak, yeah, by, by using this. Also because the language models today, they're so nice. How many of you have used ChatGPT? Have tried to use it? Yeah. Have you also, when you got the response back, said thank you? <laughs> I do that. Yeah, I do that. And I, even though I know that it's an AI and, and I work with this in everyday life, I can't help it but say thank you. Can you please rephrase this? Okay, yeah. that's very good. <laughs> Try to do it like this instead. So I yeah. almost treat it the same way as I do with my employees. Right. But, but it's just to say that we connect very easily to things that are communicating in, to us with, in a human way. Mm -hmm. And if we put on then the gestures and the smiles and it, it tilts the head a little bit while it listens and all of that stuff, we respond instantly to it. Yeah. In, because then we can feel it in our own bodies like, like the smile that I just got from here. We don't even know each other, right? But we're already more connected than the ones that I haven't looked directly in the eyes. So that connection, we should not underestimate. Mm. No, and uh, yeah. just to, I can even top that in terms of your, it's a very interesting project, but the LNMs are moving in such a speed yeah. that you don't even have to discuss what kind of avatars you need to build. Because you can just put in, if you at the webcam looks at a, 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 the customer and the, the LNM decides that's a, a woman age 25, then you can insert those kinds of profile we need to mirror an avatar that creates trust 
blah, blah, blah. And then we go to the big sister kind mm -hmm. of vibe. But mm -hmm. you don't need to build that avatar. It will be built live to match her ethnicity or her mood or the time of the hour. So you can basically live create those visual entities shortly. Like, not right now, but they're working on it. I have seen a pilot project where you don't build a website. You basically build some entry points, like brands. And the more you look at a certain place of your computer, it starts building content based on that. So basically, when you click on the brand, it starts building an article about it, but in the way that you want the language to build. Wow. So you don't need to write articles on the website anymore. You build content to prepare the next move on the customer journey in that website. It's kind of scary, but you know, it's a, and it's on trial, but you know, it's the way we're heading. That's yeah. fascinating. There's always that. Being a journalist, there's there's <laughs> always that moment where you feel like, oh, it's the time I'm <laughs> it's never I'm obsolete. It's never too late. We try yeah. to we try to lean in and, and figure it out instead. Um, uh, Danielle, from your perspective, working very hands-on with these kind of interactions, what are you thinking when we talk about this? And and, and what's your take on uh, the human versus kind of the digital interaction? Yeah, I mean that's a real eye-opener. And my background, I, I used to work in digital fashion, and then I hopped the ship and jumped into beauty so my background is on like 3d and mm. working with avatars and size and fit and I'm always dumbfounded about digital transformation and like you were mentioning earlier um, some of the technologies have been around for such a long time but they're only actually just starting to be adopted so whereas like the technology that, that, that we're providing um, and the platform that we have is something that's forever evolving because the beauty industry is forever evolving um, and yeah I think this we were talking earlier but there's so many like new brands launching every week there must be a new brand well in the UK th there is for sure or another brands bringing out more products and there's more and more of a overwhelmingness going on and this I'm bringing in like here omni-channel uh, yep. which could lead very nicely in but the omni-channel experience is super important we are all customers at the end of the day you know we all go into a uh, you know into well we've got Selfridges sorry because I'm not from over here or you know the big department stores and some people go Jesus where do I start <laughs> yeah you know like <laughs> what am I looking for what's right for me oh she looks nice I'll go and ask her what she's wearing and I get it I get it a lot and people ask me and then they're like I went and bought it and I'm like oh right okay well it looks nice on you so I went and bought it what do you think and I'm like oh, well yeah it looks really great but it's kind of like word of mouth is super important for people but then having that digital experience that is kind of holding hands with the real person is where we're trying to go if you know where I'm coming from don't you yeah, yeah. so we're not saying get rid of the humans altogether were saying look at it as like an extension of the human touch because what consumers expect today is what's going on in store we want it online and vice versa so you need that seamless customer journey from start to finish with integrations with other um, digital ecosystem solutions such as chatbots and um, avatars um, I'm interested I want my own avatar as well um, but yeah so that, that's kind of yeah thank you oh please Take only half an hour to scan you. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's yeah. Uh, dive into talking a little bit about data and, and try to, to find uh, some, some insights around that. And uh, Because I, I think, <laughs> Tina, when we spoke earlier, you said that uh, the companies have so much data, they just don't know how to use it. They need to activate it. What do you mean by that? 
Yeah, I mean, like uh, sort of like us humans, we leave footprints all over the over the all over the place, right? Both mm. with cookies and uh, also in third-party systems. So, mm. for example, if uh, anyone in here has a Facebook account, yeah, yeah, then you leave Still. over three thousand data points uh, for companies to purchase and buy and uh, do your profile. So, uh, what we do with machine learning and deep learning algorithms is actually to get to know people. So, for example, people that looks like you and have the same patterns, then we know that we can sell this specific product. So so actually it's like just picking up on all the touch points that you have with your customers, mm. tra tracking what they do online, tracking where they came from, tracking their demographics, all of that stuff, because then you can start to really segment more directly and do the hyper-personalization. Mm. So, and some, some companies like, oh, it's so big and how do we get started? But sometimes it's just getting started in, in the small end, like saying, okay, so what do we actually have from data? What do we collect? For example, payment systems. Uh, order management systems, uh, our website uh, content, all of that stuff mm. uh, that, that can actually give us a very good knowledge about uh, who are actually our customers, where do they come from, what are they interested in, and then we can start to target them. Mm. Yeah, uh, and a, a breakdown for territories yeah. we find yeah. is super important for a lot of people that yeah. we work with. So for example, the English woman who's Gen X isn't necessarily the same as the German woman Gen X and nope. you know even different exactly. parts of the countries, countries. Yeah. you know so all this data that they're gathering is super important for doing the marketing yeah. retargeting yeah. Um, our solution actually gathers 40 unique points of zero party data from the offset unless the consumer chooses to sign in or sign up that um, data remains anonymous so you're getting access to first and zero party data, which is really important yeah. at, the, at the back mm. end. But I want to challenge you guys, because why even have a headache about it? Because right now, we're building LLMs to actually to deal with all that data. So instead of saying, sh what's the difference? Or we should start with demographics. No, that's, that's, uh, that's an omnichannel kind of mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. Omnichannel was back then when you, you had to put together the puzzle and then see if it worked or not. And you know you saw the magic of data if it worked. Now just you know, stop that and go. All right, we're gonna put it together, and then it's gonna play around with it millions of times instead while I sleep, while I take a shower, you know. And I'm not the judge because basically we're just following the patterns. If it works, mm. it'll go into reward mode. If it doesn't work, it'll go into uh, what's it called? The opposite of rewards? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. I yeah. always get rewards. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the opposite. Punishments. Right? Yeah. Punishments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and basically, that's what what's LLM uh, are all about. Oh, I got a reward. I, I I nailed one. I'm gonna learn why that why that kind of combination worked. The thing is, we can do it in an eight-hour job. We we might be able to do like a couple of hundred of, of of you know of these kind of combination. It just does a thousand an hour every hour or thousands of uh, you know. So it's a different ball game. So but I think what's difficult yeah. though is, as we will know, and I'm that person, yeah. how many of you open your emails in the morning and go swipe, no, 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 yeah. no, no, right? Because it's like, oh God, not another email. Yeah. So I don't like to tell anybody anything. People ring me up and say, hi, it's HSBC Bank. Can you just give me your account number so we can go through details? No, sorry, put the phone down. Yeah. So it's kind of like, 
how can we get this really interesting information about these consumers because people don't give you anything for nothing mm -hmm. they want something back but to Tina's point earlier they want to feel connected yes. right they want to feel super important they want to receive emails that do start with your name I do actually quite like them you know where it, we have very in the UK and one of them says re Danielle and I'm thinking oh what do they want? Are they offering me a job or you know, <laughs> what is it? So that, that appeals to me. Um, but you, you're actually telling the, uh, the answer yourself. Mm -hmm. You're swiping. That's the same as a punishment. If you're reading it, it's a reward. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and you like your name. Yeah. Maybe but, you don't but like still, your name. But yes. still you have to be, uh, if, if you're a smaller company, mm -hmm. I get it that for example Salendo yeah. and L'Oreal, they, they mm -hmm. might have departments in place with, with the data scientists mm -hmm. and stuff like that who can do what you're saying. Yeah. But if you're a smaller company and you don't have access to all of that stuff and you don't know how to start yeah. doing what you're doing, then I would always say, mm -hmm. try to find your data sources yeah. and then talk to people who can do exactly. what you are saying, for example, because you have to get started. And that's why right. I think because many of the people maybe also in here, you're not even crawling yet, right? So we need to figure out how to get started. and. True. Because you don't have to have a huge data sciences department to, no, to no, actually. No. But start gone are the days it. of just a discount to give somebody mm. for signing up as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just about a discount, yeah. it's about holding hands with that person mm. and bringing them into the experience mm. and saying, we want you, we want to keep you, mm. how are we going to do that? And that's the great thing about what yeah. we do. So we do the full end to end. Mm. We'll help you excite them, inspire them, get them engaged, then we'll help them become a customer, mm. but then we'll also help you keep your customer. Yeah. by the rewards by the yeah. way yeah. that's a part of what we do yeah. Um, but yeah yeah I totally agree uh, mm. but on the other side there's also a revolution going on and democratizing mm. that kind of help yeah because exactly. as you say a small comedy can't just afford like 10,000 quid to get some sort of consultants that mm. might might not work yeah. uh, to, to dig into all the data systems no what GPT has done is actually saying we just connected to something called Sapier does anyone know about Sapier no mm. yeah mm. you do all right so one, yeah. <laughs> we should grab a wine wrap. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so SAP here is basically a platform that is excelled in connecting different databases and automating. And what it does is that instead of trying to build its own lang large ma language model, it just connects it through OpenAI and says, you, you're better than us in that, so we want to be partners. So basically now, with a paid account uh, on both SAP here and, and uh, OpenAI, you can have a, a normal prompt, like a query, and saying, I want to have a list of, uh, you know, I need an automated email service. And here's my uh, account number on MailChimp. All right, dun, 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 dun. it connects and go like, what's your purpose? I want a list of people who've bought. All right, let's look into it. No, now it's getting fun mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you're still acting like you. <coughs> you don't need a degree in anything, you're just prompting away. And that actually might be the most important question is, is how do we prompt yeah, how do we prompt? Yeah. And they're working on that too, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know you have a good panel when I start just <laughs> <laughs> leaning back and listening to you guys talk to each other. Um, uh, thank you so much. I, I love this. Uh, we can't talk about this without addressing some of the challenges, though. I feel like we need to, 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 to look into that. And Adam, maybe you can, can give a little a bit of a sense of what you see on uh, the horizon. There's a huge debate. The last, just only the last week, about deep fakes and, and the ramifications mm -hmm. yeah. about that. Yeah. What what kind of uh, macro challenges do you see uh, uh, w with these technologies right now? Yeah. 
So everybody needs to, dis needs to discuss the importance, uh, not like a general importance, but your importance to authenticity. You know, because everybody's mm. like, it's important to be authentic. Well, yeah, but when? You know, mm. yes, sometimes it's very important to be authentic. Sometimes you also need to just re be authentic about not being authentic in some sort of space, especially in the gamification space, or mm -hmm. which is also part of your space. Yeah. What motivates people to do X, Y, Z? Uh, and not just follow a trend like, this brand wants an NFT. Why? Age Why? is wrong. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Or, or maybe <laughs> it makes sense. It's, 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 it's actually about asking yourself, when is it important to be authentic and when is it important not to be? Because mm. fake media is just like, you know, booming. You all know uh, several cases just this week about things being faked. And I can easily go into Midjourney, which is the best image prompt generator uh, available right now. They just launched a version six, which I can highly recommend you playing with. Um, and then I can gener generate fake media that is so well done that it's, you know, every major news site, if they saw this image just eight months ago, they would not have questioned it. They would just have run with it, right? So I'm gonna present you with a new term that I think I bet my, my career on <laughs> is going to be one of the major trend words, uh, buzzwords. You like buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, instead of deep fakes, it's going to be deep reels. Mm -hmm. uh, and what does that mean? Because uh, real is real, right? Not necessarily anymore. We need to discuss the deep real. Like today, we discussed being offline. That wasn't a thing before. So we, we're going to be discussing how to be uh, like handling deep reels. And that means we, we're going to build uh, an environment that will bounce off anything that is not real. So it's a security system, basically. And you can build any types of things. It's not easy right now, but I think that's going to be the next thing. Uh, so how can you guys challenge that? Well, you need to discuss um, when to be authentic and to promote <laughs> it, and when to just let go mm -hmm. as well, and being part of your thing. And then you know, position yourself as, as being authentic and not being authentic as well. It's a difficult thing. Um, I, think, I think a part of that as well is a lot to do with education and in the fashion and beauty and loads of other industries there's a massive lack of education when it comes to technology and people say what do I want first? Do I want PLM? Do I need to have a chatbot? Uh, what, what's this? Uh, you know, what's this new thing that's coming in? Can I have an avatar? And they actually don't know where to start. So I think each brand and each retailer, like you've said, needs to be true to themselves and not lose their identity by going down a channel that's no reflection of their actual customer. But this is why it's so important to get real-time data to get a good customer base and know who your market is and who you're targeting at. And then when you have an experience for them to go through, you're not losing sight of who you are because that's when people think this is a load of rubbish. You know, and why on earth would this age, you know, I hate the word anti-aging by the way, it's life cycle <laughs> evolution, that's my buzzword, life cycle evolution, put that in your bank. Um, you know, why would that age bracket be looking like I mentioned about NFTs, I mean I've never looked at an NFT, I have no interest and a lot of the people that we speak to, even the really big companies, are not going to go and get an NFT either because it doesn't sit right because they've done the groundwork and they understand the market. And also because it's bullshit. And that. Uh, <laughs> we can do a whole session on NFTs. Uh, uh, Tina, from your perspective, what, 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 do you s what, what kind of challenges do you see on the horizon? Uh, 
I, I, I see that there will be uh, different sorts of uh, companies, like mm. the huge ones that will have enough power to do everything themselves. Mm. Uh, but they will also be the ones uh, running uh, marketplaces, marking, uh, mm. uh, uh, running uh, data uh, or analytic platforms that mm -hmm. smaller companies can uh, buy their way into. And, and if, if we're not careful or if they don't see sort of like the gift or the potential of small brands, uh, because that is actually quite important. Mm -hmm. uh, so th then, then we we will have some challenges with the the big ones uh, are doing everything. So uh, so hopefully uh, some good marketplace uh, platforms where yeah. there's also room for smaller brands or smaller companies. At least uh, I follow a lot of brands here in Denmark that uh, that I really like a lot. So yeah. I would be sad to see. For example, yours. Yes, something. Yeah, those uh, drown in uh, in yeah. just uh, huge uh, corporate enterprises. Yeah. Some, something that's exciting that I see coming as well, mm -hmm. and it's it has started already. And obviously, because I I think half fashion and half beauty, is that beauty and fashion will eventually come together. And what I mean by that is we will be introducing in our roadmap um, Gen AI, Gen AI mm -hmm. but that will be where there will be the chance that will come about where you will be on a brand's site or retailer's site that do fashion and beauty and it will be encouraging you to wear these clothes because these, this complements your makeup and you, this is the way that the, that the beauty world will be spinning out where fashion and beauty eventually, as it should have done years ago, will completely hold, hold hands through technology and you will be able to shop for your makeup and your skincare and your fashion all together and I can't wait for that day to happen. And also something that I would love to see is that whoever you're inspired by, so in England mine is Kate Moss, I'm Gen X, so and luckily everything she wears suits my face, hopefully, um, because of the skin colour, hair, eyes, etc and that will be putting in your style icon and that will work also the picture will come up and I will be able to try on see what it looks like and then I'll be able to buy it mm. so that's my little vision into how I see the mm. future yeah. before we wrap up I, I'd like to ask a question to, to all of you and and um, um, and that is we have a lot of you know obviously brands present at this trade show we have uh, retailers uh, um, what's your recommendation to someone who is unaware, feels uneasy about this, but wants to kind of get started? And just give a few tips and recommendations, feel free to pitch your own thing, but <laughs> maybe more as of an approach. How would you think about it going into it, uh, starting with you, Tina? Yeah, it's the same like in every other businesses trying to approach AI and data. It's like be, you have to start being curious mm. and then you have to also be uh, just be vulnerable say oh this is big I don't know where to start uh, and then get some inspiration you're here now that's a start uh, for, for myself uh, I do a lot of research on YouTube actually because there's a lot of really nice cases out there and you can just actually just type in AI for beauty industry or, or whatever and then then it just comes and then you can well while you walk your dog you can <laughs> go and listen to it and and then of course following some groups where mm. There are some different uh, experts that you can get started to yeah. discuss and talk with them. And then you can slowly get started. And then just start small. Don't be afraid to fail mm. because uh, that's almost sort of like a rule in AI as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because then when you have the good cases, then you can start scaling and 
then take the next one and then scale so start small good yeah and i always think you should try things as well so um over here um and this isn't my territory i'm standing in for somebody today so bear with me we have babor and kicks uh which are two of our clients over this territory um we work with them and it's kind of fun to go on and actually try the experiences for for yourself Mm. before you'd start thinking about the investment and think about the kpis that you want to achieve what is the key objection uh, objective for taking on board the technology so i would say you know play try try different things try a vto try a skincare advisor see see how they work Adam, what's what's your approach? Um, yeah, besides, of course, buying a course called GPT Fundamentals with us, um, <laughs> uh, I can give you a discount. Um, Fair enough. No, uh, we're the trade show people. We're yeah. allowed to pay. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the reason why we build that, and it's not to sell you anymore, but the thing is, it's because of the foundation, right? Instead of you uh, downloading a, an app that was uh, promising a lot of, of different gold and it's really built on a bad LLM, because things are built in a bad LLM as well, uh, try and just educate yourself a bit. But, but it's a good base foundation and as you said, work on groups. We have the biggest uh, f- in, uh, artificial intelligence group in Denmark, 7,000 people. And it's everyone. I'm also a member. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's not, it's school teachers, it's doctors, it's uh, high scientists, whatever. And it's not embarrassing just to say, hey, I'm a fashion, I'm building this. Anyone wants to recommend me something that I can start working with, mm-hmm. I promise you, that will be a fantastic discussion because people love talking about their knowledge and sharing this. Because this is kind of a popcorn space. As you know, it's very new. Everybody's in love with AI and highly uncritical, which is the next chapter, right? (laughs) Um, So right now, people are just volunteering. You can get so many resources almost for free to come and talk to you and educate you and hang out and connect. And I'm not saying you should be an AI geek yourself, but you should represent a movement just like when IT was a thing, right? But, uh, some people doubted it, right? And now, uh, but everybody worked for free. It's the same thing. It's, there's the same kind of entrepreneurship in the market. So just use it and, and be open. But I guess you are, since you're in this industry as well. Just mm-hmm. use it and be open. Uh, Tina DuPont, Adam Engelhardt, and Daniel Watson, thank you so much for sharing your insights yes. thank today. Thank you. Round of applause. <laughs> All right, that was my conversation with Tina DuPont, Adam Engelhardt, and Daniel Watson at Beauty Innovation Talks at Copenhagen International Fashion Fairs earlier this year. We have lots more live content happening in the Scandinavian Mind platform this year. Just this week we hosted another edition of Virtual Creativity Live at the Link & Co showroom in Stockholm. Uh, We're going to do two more sessions of Virtual Creativity Live in end of March and in end of April. So if you want the invite to that event, do sign up to our newsletter. Visit scandinaviamind.com slash newsletter not to miss out on any of that content and our upcoming events. Until next week, goodbye.